teacher friend. Welcome to another episode of Simply Teach, a podcast for teachers and by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. I'm a former teacher turned classroom organization and management coach. My passion is to help teachers just like you organize, manage, just love their classrooms. Each episode is full of simple ways to engage your students, stay motivated, and keep up with best practices. Because y'all, I know teaching is hard, but I am so glad that you're here. Hey teachers, this week I'm chatting with Ashley from We Teach Joy, and I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation. You're going to be encouraged. I know it. Ashley is a former teacher who is now taking some time off to love on her baby and grow her community, We Teach Joy, which is all about equipping and encouraging teachers to love God, honor God with our jobs, and to show our kids Jesus, even in a public school where we really can't. She gives us some practical tips of ways that you can be the hands and feet of Christ without ever saying a word to your students. Ashley also tells us about some workshops coming up. Her and her team of teachers put on these day-long workshops to empower and encourage teachers. They bring in speakers to speak the truth of God and remind teachers of their calling because sometimes we need that, especially right now in the middle of October when life is crazy. And I'll be real, I'm a little bit salty about the fact that I did not know about this sooner because I would have, I'm a like huge conference goer, lover, love it all. And I would have loved to go to this as a teacher. I would have tried to make it out before our big move. If you go, please reach out to me and let me know and tell me I want to hear all about it. And Ashley, I hope that you're still doing this when I come back in a few years because I want to come be a part of what you're doing. And I just want to say to all my listeners, thank you so much for continuing to listen and tell others about the podcast. I'm watching the downloads each week go up and up and up. And it's, it's so exciting to me to know that you're listening, you're telling people, you're feeling encouraged with it. You're learning, you're growing. I'm just, I'm so honored that I get to be a part of your day and I get to be a part of your journey in education. Guys, I know it's so hard And there's days that you just want to throw your hands up and quit. And I get it because I've been there. And I just, my hope and my prayer for this whole podcast and my business is really just to encourage you. And I hope that you walk away from not only this episode with Ashley, but every episode that I produce feeling encouraged and motivated and like you can take on the world because y'all, we are teachers and We have one of the hardest jobs, but one of the greatest jobs. So thank you so much for believing in this, believing in me, believing in the blog, everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here's my conversation with Ashley. Welcome to the Simply Teach podcast, Ashley. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I listened to you on the Teach for the Heart podcast with Linda and- Uh, Yeah, Linda's amazing. (laughs) I was very encouraged by y'all's conversation. And I was like, I need to get this lady on my podcast because she's so encouraging. And I've kind of, you know, done some research. And it seems like your platform is really just to encourage other teachers in their job to love God and love their kids and show their kids Jesus. Is that Pretty fair. That's it, Kelly. Honestly, if we had to just wrap it up in a nutshell, that's, that's our heart. Yeah. That's really what we're doing. What led you to that? Well, okay. I'll give the quick story because God is so faithful. And uh, about seven years ago, I was in the Middle East teaching and I just felt so alone. And I really was alone, like physically alone. There was no one around me. Um, And I thought, man, if there was just a group of people I could go to and feel supported by, um, I think this would be great. 
And so I, I, I got connected to a church and I um, served there and it was great, but it was like, I think I need something else. I think I need someone who can talk teacher lingo, someone who understands what it means to be in a classroom with 25 kids and giving all of yourself every day. Um, and so I searched and I looked and I Googled and I called and I asked and I, I really pushed as hard as I could to find something. Um, which now I'm, I'm really, it's a professional learning community. It's a spiritual learning community. Um, and so that, you know, that's what my heart is, is to really provide that for teachers so that they can go to a place where they know that they're treated as professionals. But we totally understand that knowing Jesus takes our profession to a whole new level. Um, because of who we're connected to. So uh, that's what we're doing here at We Teach Joy. It's a lot of fun, a lot of work, but it's it's a great joy to encourage teachers. You said you were teaching in the Middle East. I did, yeah. What's that all about? Yeah, again, <laughs> God's timing in my life. I, my whole life, I wanted to teach abroad. I wasn't sure where that would be. Um, forever, I thought a country in Africa And so I applied and did all the work that I could to go through mission organizations and um, or just to go and work. And none of those doors opened. And so a friend of mine um, was working for a church in Qatar. And while she was there, she asked me to come and visit. And I did. And she was a youth minister. So she said, hey, we're going to go have lunch up at the local high school. And we went. And Kelly, it was like, oh my gosh, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. It was so diverse and beautiful and rich with culture. And so I packed my bags a year later and left the country and and taught in the Middle East for a couple of years. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was so rewarding. How long did you teach there and what grades were you teaching? I taught for two years there, um, one year in Qatar, one in Kuwait. And I taught um, middle school in Qatar, which we consider six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. and then um, high school at, in Kuwait at an all-girls school, so 11th and 12th graders. Were you teaching them in English? Yes, so okay. I taught English. Mm-hmm. Okay. I taught English to a lot of ESL students, so a lot of second language learners. Most of them, their primary language was Arabic, mm-hmm. so I got to learn some Arabic, which was fun. I, I feel like that languages. would be a hard language to learn. <laughs> It's incredibly hard, period, but for a Texan, it's like a whole new level. Like, it's it's pretty tricky, so. Yeah. 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 That's very cool. And then now you have a little baby at home? I do. I'm so blessed, Kelly. Honestly, my husband and I are just amazed every day. It's it's like the, like, I'm a lifelong learner, and I know that sounds cheesy, but hello learning. Like, every day, it's like, I feel like I'm listening all the time. Like, wait, what does that mean? What do you need? Is that okay? Are you okay? What? So it's just constant learning. It's been so hard, but also so, so sweet. So, yeah. Well, thank you for agreeing to chat with me, even when you have a newborn at yeah. home. I know that he's that's a gentleman. Well, he's a gentleman, honestly. I keep telling everyone that. So he, it's like when mom has stuff to do, he magically takes a three-hour nap. So I'm like, yes, good baby. So he's your first, right? He is my first, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that come two or three, <laughs> I, they don't get like that. It changes. Yeah. It changes. You're probably yeah. very lucky with this first one. Yeah. Thanks. So now you're working full time with We Teach Joy, correct? Mm -hmm. I am. Yeah. And Um, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, Kelly, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that's your name, We Teach Joy. But I feel like sometimes in the midst of teaching, Mm -hmm. especially right now, we're in September, getting ready to go into October. 
shocktober, as I like to call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to feel joyful about Mm -hmm. your job. So how do you encourage teachers to continue to teach with that joy? You nailed it, Kelly. I I read a couple studies that October and April are the hardest months in education. Um, You know, kind of settled in. So it's like, I know my class and I know my leadership and I know where all my stuff is in my classroom. But gosh, this is still really hard. And I forgot my lunch today and like all kinds of stuff is just spinning. And so there are some really specific and strategic ways that we're working to encourage teachers. So I'm blessed to have about 30 other teachers that work with me here at We Teach Joy. And we work to build tools and resources to support teachers. And the main way we've been doing that is through our workshops. And so we we ask teachers and encourage them if they can to come to our workshops. We want to build a community of professional Christian educators who can support you. And so it's an amazing day, Kelly. Like, it's the sweetest day. We, we work to get sponsors and people to come alongside of us that believe in teachers. So we've got amazing breakfast. We've got great prizes. We've got great gifts to give teachers. But beyond that, we we equip other teachers to come in and teach. And so it's the word of God. It is, it is us saying, you know what, let's stop and let's reflect on who God calls us to be. Like, who are we as women, as men, as people who know the Lord? Who are we? And so we focus on how we're children of God and how we are called for good works and we have purpose. And so it does feel heavy in the classroom. I think American education is is pretty crazy right now. Kids walk through the door with so many things happening. And oftentimes we are the ones who bear all that because, again, I think as believers, we bear it even more because we we feel and sense this need to serve and to love. And so um, we, we want you to come to a workshop. That's the first thing. But then another thing that we do, which I think is the, the coolest thing, is we have prayer months. And so um, August, we've got a month of prayer. We encourage teachers to pray daily with us, just corporate prayer, um, specific words, specific word from the Lord of how we're to live our lives. And we do that again in April. And so we're just asking teachers to pray. And it sounds so simple. It's like, let's pray. (laughs) But whoa, Uh, when we invite the presence of God into our classrooms, when we invite God into our, what seems like we're not supposed to, well, you know, legally we're not to invite him into that world, but as lights, as cities on hills, as it says in Matthew, we're called to be just that. We're called to be lights in these dark places. And I think the first way we have to do that is reconnecting with our Savior through prayer. So lots and lots, like a mentor of mine, I think I said this on um, the last podcast you heard me on, because I believe it, a mentor of mine told me, actually, you pray over everything. You pray over the door, you pray over the seats, you pray over the pencils, you pray over the board. Like you invite God into that classroom because you realistically, I know when I was teaching, I needed help. I needed support. I needed like divine intervention in my classroom most days. And so we encourage teachers to pray. Yeah. Well, that makes me think the last, I guess, two or three years, I was on a team with other believers and Mm -hmm. Some mornings we would text and say, I need prayer this morning. And we would go out in the hallway during the minute of silence. And we never got in trouble for it, but we would stand in a circle, hold hands and pray over each other. And a lot of the days that we did that, you could feel the 
okay, maybe I'm, I shouldn't speak for them, but for me, I could feel the shift in my perspective or the shift in my attitude just from that one simple, you know, taking a minute in the morning with my other teachers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That that's it, Kelly. And like, it, it doesn't have to be this long. Like we don't have the luxury of time when we're in the classroom. So it's not like we get 30 minutes of like deep, you know, like I, some days I would try to come in and like put worship music on and like just set the, you know, and then like a kid would walk in like, miss, do you have a pencil? And it's like, oh gosh, you interrupted. I'm having my prayer. Like I'd have my Bible out yeah. like every, you know, it's like, no, that's not happening. But what if I just trust the Lord to, to intervene and to give me an instinct? I, I truly believe there, there's gotta be a teacher instinct about us. And as believers, it's a godly instinct of, okay, Johnny looks upset today. Let me just go dig a little deeper to see how I can lift him up. And I don't have to put my hand on his forehead and pray for him and like, you know, cast out demons or anything, but like, maybe he's going to tell me something that'll give me insight to what's going on in his world. And like, we know biblically we can intervene. Like we can be the bridge for these kids who need so much love and needs us. We can be the bridge for our coworkers who need, Mm -hmm. we can be the bridge for our, for our leaders who need support and need love. And, and that realistically only comes from knowing Jesus and being in his presence. And so we have to unlock that and we have to do that fearlessly because if not, we'll look like everyone else. We'll talk like every other teacher. We'll get bogged down in the negativity. We'll get so frustrated and we'll become, um, I I really feel like at times we'll we'll just look like every other teacher in this country and we'll feel like every other teacher. um, And there'll be a frustration that we can't shake because we've allowed ourselves to succumb to this level of, well, I'm just like everybody else. It's like, no, you have heaven inside of you. Like you have heaven inside of you. You can bring heaven to earth as we pray in the Lord's prayer. Like you totally can do that in your classroom, in your community. And, And I just so believe that. I really believe that. Are you giving, when you say that you're having teachers come together in August and April, is that what you said to pray? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Is that like, are you giving them specific prompts to pray? Are you encouraging at a specific time everybody's praying or how, what does that look like? How can people find out about that? Yes. So you can go to our website and you can click to sign up. And once you sign up, you get a a PDF. It's a prayer guide and it's broken down um, with scripture. So every week there's a new focus. So let's say one week is um, just prayers of hope for our students. And so it's all scripture that aligns with, we're, we're truly just repeating back God's promises to him in these prayers. It's a short blurb. It's like a less than a sentence, maybe seven or eight things that you can just whisper to heaven and say, okay, God, like today I need your support to, to help me love this student. And like just little quick things. And it's all, I don't have it in front of me, Kelly, but quick scripture guidance to, to move us closer towards heaven and away from earthly thoughts and feelings that we have. Um, and so, yeah, people can go to our website to sign up to be a part of those and receive a guide. Um, and we, you pray whenever, yeah, we don't have like a set time of, of day. We're, we're hoping that that becomes something global. Like those two months are just our months where we pray. That's awesome. Thanks. That's so encouraging. Yeah. You, yeah. you're bringing the word here. I like it. Okay. Glory um, be to God. Um, I was going to ask about your conferences though, or your workshops, mm-hmm. which yeah. I'm really upset because I went and looked at them and they're all happening after I move out of the country. So I can't come because I was like, it's like so awesome. But um, I guess they can go to your website again to sign up there. 
Yes, Will you tell can. us a little bit more though about like what you do at these conferences and what teachers can expect if they want to come? Yes, yes, yes. First of all, congratulations going Thank to you. Germany. So fun. Um, okay, so yes, at our workshops, what we do is our, like our, our mission is to equip, encourage, and empower. And so those are the three things that we do. We have five strategic goals at those workshops. We've got one that's a specific number of teachers that we feel we want to impact on that day. And then another thing that we do is we give resources and tools. So when you leave our workshop, you get a um, Google folder full of all the things you learned that day, like all the resources that were um, given to you. We have six speakers throughout the day. And so you get to pick three of those speakers to go listen and learn from. Um, and these are the best of the best. I mean, these are just, some of them are just everyday teachers, mm-hmm. just like special ed teachers. Um, we've got principals that come and speak. It changes at every workshop. Um, one that a person that's consistently come, which we love her, she is the director of a nonprofit for after school care. And oh my gosh, Kelly, the message that she brings about the impact that teachers have on students because she sees kids after school, right? Like immediately mm-hmm. how their day was. Most of these kids are refugees from other countries, just a lot of loss of language and translation of what's really going on. And she just brings this real message of like our role in the classroom, like who we're supposed to be. And so we, you hear a lot about self-care at our workshop. You, you hear a lot about being in at, connected to the local body at our workshops. And, and our hope is that you get to just cultivate a day where you feel like, okay, I want to actually go listen to this speaker because she's going to talk about something I'm struggling with. Like she is sharing about hope and how I bring hope into my classroom. Or this teacher is talking about the practical, like what it means to build a community inside of our classrooms. How do you cultivate that? But it's all based in scripture. So it's all the things we hear in education. It's all the things we see all the time, but it's rooted in now. What does this look like when God says it and when God's a part of it? Um, which again, we just feel like it's conversations that aren't happening or they're happening, but it's not based in what we believe um, or what we know to be true in scripture. And so I've been to many workshops that I love and they're awesome. And maybe there's a lot of high energy, but when I leave, I'm like, but like, what do I, like, how do I do this? And like, yeah, I can follow these strategies that you've taught me, but like, um, I don't. So, so our hope is that you come to a workshop and that you um, are able to personalize a day where you can then reflect and grow and become a greater teacher. I love that you are bringing in actual teachers too, because I feel like sometimes you go to professional development and you are like, "Okay, you haven't been in the classroom for twenty years. Mm-hmm. You don't, yeah. you don't know what it's like right now." Yeah. So I love yeah. that y'all are bringing in people in the trenches right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this next workshop, we have four teachers, only two are not in the classroom anymore. And then at our Houston workshop, we have five teachers and only one's not in the classroom. So that's, that's a huge part of what I wanted to do. I wanted, we call them teacher talks originally. So mm-hmm. mimicking Ted talks where you mm-hmm. get to come in and speak and it, and it's fun. And so if you, if you, any listeners out there who want to apply to be one of those speakers, we're always looking for great teachers to come and encourage uh, our family as we call it. Where are the workshops happening this semester? If you yes. can remember with mommy. Brain. <laughs> I know. I just had a glass. I'm like, wait, what am I doing right now? Like, oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm podcasting. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, so this October, 
so September, we had one in Stephenville, and then October in Houston, Texas. In the spring, we have one in, in, in Dallas in February, and then in Nacogdoches, Texas, which is East Texas, in March. We also have retreats, which we've kept secret and only let our leaders be a part of, but we have one of those in April, which we're still working out the details, but we're so excited about that time. I loved when I saw Nacogdoches on the list because it's like this podunk town, but I grew up riding dirt bikes out there. Oh, great. It's like a dear city or town to me. So when I saw that, I I just laughed. I love it. I love it. Teacher friends, I want to take a second to tell you about my ebook, The Simply Organized Classroom. This ebook is full of tips, tricks, ideas, and resources for you. There's seven different chapters. Here, I'll read them to you really quick. First chapter is Looking Pretty Classroom Layout and Aesthetics. Chapter two, The Simply Organized Classroom Organization Tips. Chapter three, Establishing an Environment Classroom Management Plans. Chapter four, Staying Sane in the Classroom Establishing Routines. Chapter five is taking back your time, time management techniques. Chapter six, smiles, tears, and fears, tips for first-year teachers. And chapter seven is teaching isn't just in the classroom, school dynamics. So I talk about each of those things in the ebook. You can get it by heading over to the Simply Organized Teacher website. Click shop on the top menu bar and you'll see it right there. You can also use the code SIMPLYTEACH to get 10% off any purchases you make in the shop. Okay. So you mentioned self-care, which is something Uh I wanted to talk to you about And your workshop sounds like an amazing way to take care of yourself as a teacher. We have to invest that's in October. I'm talking about teacher self-care because Mm -hmm. it is such a hard month and it's such a, we just, I feel like it's, I don't want to say glorified, but like when we stay late at work, we talk about it like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I stayed this late. And do you know what I'm saying? Like, have you seen that kind of like in the Instagram world? And, um, Mm -hmm. it's like this glorified thing that we all hate, but we do it. And anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent. We have to take care of ourselves. Yeah. What are some ways that you encourage teachers to take care of themselves? Yeah. Oh, Kelly, you said it. And I, I think more, more and more and more and more about this, about the resiliency that it takes to be a teacher and to be a teacher who knows Jesus. Like, you've got to be resilient. Like, you've got to be willing to just break down barriers, like to walk into classrooms, walk into school buildings and say, no, like, I can restore, I can help restore a child's life. I can help restore a coworker because I have Jesus in me. But how in the world can I do that if I am running on nothing? Like, I've not been filled up at all. So how can I pour out? There's no, it's impossible. And we've all seen the pictures of, you know, cups and how, what it takes to fill up or like, is it easier to pull someone up or pull someone down? Just all, we've seen all that. So what does that mean? I, I think first of all, that you've got to be connected to the local body. You have to be plugged into a church. And I know teachers say, well, look, I'm just too tired. Like, I can't get up and go to church. And like, let alone, they're going to ask me to serve in like the children's ministry. <laughs> and I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not doing it. I do That's children all week. Bible study girls. Uh, because I'm in a Bible study group with teachers. Uh-huh. And we talk about uh-huh. how like, we try to do the 
children's ministry, but man, we spend five days with kids a week. Uh-huh. That I mean, yep. you don't want to go spend another day with kids. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. No, I want to make shirts. Like, please don't act like I can wear it to any church and like, no, I will not serve in the children's <laughs> ministry. And I love kids and I, I minister to them all week, but I can't do it again. And so I get it. So, but, but what else can you do? Like for me, I don't serve. Like I want to serve with the youth really bad at my church because they're doing awesome stuff. But I've told myself, you have to set a boundary. Like there has to be a boundary of how far I go. So being connected to the local body, getting plugged in, not just going to church on Sunday, but like serving with the women's ministry or serving in some capacity so that you have other people to look at, you know, instead of going to going to work every day and saying, oh, it's just all about me. It's like, no, I can pray for that cohort, that, you know, that sister in Christ from church. And I can lift her up today and forget that today's a horrible day at school because she's going through way worse. Like she's got so much more going on. Um, and I could go, I could just go on and on about being connected to the local body. Cause I just believe in that so much. God has done so much through my life through being a part of the local body. But I think the second way to take care of yourself is to just do it. Like, just do it. For me, I really like to paint my own nails. I really do. I like going to the salon, but it's something really rewarding about that for me. So I need to do that. Like, even if it's just a clear polish on my nails, I love that. Or if you like getting your hair done, go get your hair done. Like it may be 30, 40, 50, 60, wherever you go, dollars, but do that to take care of yourself. Because again, if you aren't filled up, if you aren't taking care of yourself, I think about it this way, Kelly. You know, the Bible says that we are to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Okay. Simple truth. And then it also tells us that we're to love God. So that's the local body piece for me is being connected to the church. But then I will not love my coworker if I don't love myself. And the way I need to love myself is by getting a facial or by mowing the lawn. Some people like that. Like, go mow. But, but again, this concept of how in the world can I tend to or take care of somebody else if I don't even know how to take I don't even love myself. I don't even know, like, my innate abilities within me. I don't even believe in them. Like, I actually have um, no faith in who God's made me to be, but yet I'm supposed to be, like, pulling that out of kids all day. Okay. It's not going to happen. Like, it's not going to happen at all. So we have to be diligent. And again, that will build the resiliency that we need to push through the school year and not just push, but to thrive. I hate when people would be like, well, just make it. It's like, no, this is my call. Like I'm called to teach. I know that I'm called to equip students and teachers And I don't want to just like survive. I don't want to wake up someday and go, well, I did it. You know, I taught in the school system for 30 years. It's like, (laughs) wait, you worked with over 2,000 students and that's how you viewed that? Like you had lives in your hand and that's how you viewed that time? All because you were tired and you didn't take a nap on Saturday? Like, we got to get serious. You know, we have to get really real about what God has called us to do in our classrooms daily. Yeah, I made it a priority the last couple years. I would wake up anywhere from 4.30 to 5 in the morning because I really liked that quiet time of like, that was that's my most productive time. But I would always make my coffee and sit on my couch and journal and do my Bible study. Like that was kind of my, the way I started my day. And it gave me that time to reflect on my kids and what was going well and what wasn't going well. Cause I think what happens is we get so stuck 
in the physical stuff of what we're doing all day, every day in the stress of it, that we can sometimes forget the bigger picture that we're serving. And I think, you know, you said something about, um, like I've been, I taught for 30 years or whatever, you know, you run into the teacher in the hallway and, Oh, I'm, I'm just making it today. Like everything, but we've got to remember that we're here to serve a purpose. And when we can remember that it makes all that other stuff a little bit easier to manage. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I was curious if you had any verses that you encourage teachers to reference mm-hmm. to encourage I themselves. I do. And if you might, don't mind, I'll look here because I've, I've got a ton that I love. So if you want to jot these down, um, these are really, these are our values. This is what we believe at We Teach Joy. Um, and that, uh, the first is Matthew 5, 14 through 16. And that, again, is the, the light of the world. Like we're cities on hills. That's really what we are. I, want, I love that wordplay, that picture. Um, and then Philippians 3.10, it talks about the resurrection of Christ. And that's the power that we have inside of us, that we literally have the resurrection of God within us because we know Jesus. And so we get to live with that. Um, Acts 17, 28, this picture of movement, like it's in him we live. It's in him we move. It's in him that we have our being. Um, Proverbs 31, 20, and it talks about us being able to give grace to everyone to anyone, even that knucklehead in the classroom that we can't figure it out. And that parent that keeps coming up and like driving us crazy. Like we get to give grace. Um, I love that one. Cause I don't give grace to myself. So I'm not quick to give grace to others sometimes. So that, oh, one that could be, Oh my gosh. I'm, that should be a whole look, other podcast. Look, yeah, <laughs> call me back because talk about conviction. It's like, Ashley, you're being real hard on yourself right now. You've never raised a child. So slow down. But it's like, you're just, yeah, you're just hard on yourself mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Well, and as um, women in the teaching profession, I mean, it's, yeah, that's just, all right, well, I'll have to call you back. Yeah, please, please, yeah. Um, and then someone, someone's actually speaking on that in a couple of days in Stephenville. That I'm pumped to hear her. She's, she's got a great message um, that we have joy. And so we get that from Proverbs 31, 26. It says she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Um, John 8, 31, abiding in Christ. And, and what that means, like we've been set free as we abide in him at the same time, it's this sit still, but you're free um, concept. Prayer and how it changes everything. Second uh, Corinthians 1 11, being strength, being clothed with strength and dignity. Proverbs 31 25, John 6 29, that we have the bread of life within us. It's the word of God that sustains us through the school year and nothing else um, that we bring peace to our campuses Second Thessalonians 1, 3, and then James 4, 7 through 8. It talks about us um, submitting to God and that Satan will flee. There's so much darkness in American education, but that we get to resist these temptations of being like everybody else, resist temptations of wanting to be frustrated all the time and truly trust that God is using us. I, you said that, um, that last verse, it made me think I did Priscilla, Priscilla Schreier, correct? Yes, That's her name. Yes. Her study, um, Armor of God and probably about a year and a half ago. And it talked about how like Satan is all around us and it, like mm. 
I never realized how much Satan is a part of the classroom until I did that study, you know, and not like a part of the kids, you know, Mm -hmm. and God can be just as much a part, but Satan is right there. And the best way to disarm him is to armor yourself. Amen. Amen, Kelly. Okay. I want to wrap up and do some this or that questions. Okay. A little fun segment. Now you're a Texas girl, right? I am true and true. Yeah. Okay, so Chick-fil-A or Whataburger? Oh, gosh, that one's so hard, but I've got to go with Whataburger for the taquitos. Oh. <laughs> so good. Oh, Kelly, with right. bacon and don't forget your picante sauce. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess I need to check that out before yeah. we leave. Yeah. Tent or a hotel? A hotel. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, summer or winter? Oh, I love winter. I love fall, actually, if I can, yeah. but I'm going to go with winter. Yeah. yeah. I know fall is a, like, I always am ready for the next season when it comes. Like, I'm so excited for fall. Um, yeah. Because we've just, like, left summer, you know? Yeah. Um, coffee or tea? Tea. Tea? All day. Hot tea, like British tea with, like, cream, mm-hmm. sometimes with lemon or ginger. I'm I used to have a club um, called the Tea Fanatics at my last middle school. So I love tea. Yeah. yeah. Were you a ride to school early kind of person or stay late? Stay late. Yeah. I Late. I'd be, I'd be there late. I mean, I honestly, that's one of my Achilles tendons. I'd get to school. Like kids are walking in like, oops, oh, I'm here. It was bad, but I would be there till nine o'clock at night. You know, the funniest so. thing is people would be like, Kelly, you wake up at four 30 in the morning. Why are you late? For <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Because I can't get my stuff together. <laughs> Are you a podcast listener? I am. Okay, top yes. three podcasts. Oh, my goodness. Okay, number one, the, y'all have got to go listen to her. Crystal Evans Hurst. It's Priscilla Schreier's sister. Mm-hmm. I love Priscilla. Crystal is so real. She just talks about everything from, like, chin hair to, like, it's just so, she's so good and hilarious and practical. Um Christy Wright, she's got a business boutique for business women. I'm on there. Are are you really? Yeah. I love her. Yeah. And the last one is the TED um, podcast hour. It's, they do TED talks, but it's like more than that. It's kind of like a layer of TED talks, but like just informational things. I'll have to check that one out. Are you, are you a Jamie Ivey fan? Do you listen to her? I do love Jamie Ivey, a little Texas girl. I used to listen to Jamie a lot, but I've, I've, I've got babies crying, got baby. so I. <laughs> What's your biggest pet peeve in teaching? Oh my goodness! Honestly, when when teachers don't have the desire or the ability to build a culture within their classroom, like you walk in and it's kind of like, what's going on in this room? Like you know, chaos. like yeah, like there's pure chaos, or there's a whole lot of nothing going on, and you're like, this is your world. You're here 180 days, so. That, and then I also have, and I can talk for days about just lazy leadership, like oh, leaders yeah. who come in, principals who, I, I, I when I talked um, on the last part, the teachers of the word, and talked about all these things about generationally the impact we have, I've got cousins who had crazy potential within them, but they'd go to school and they had teachers and leaders who didn't care and teachers and leaders who wouldn't invest in them. And so now... I'm not saying that that is a direct impact to their life, but I think it was pretty close. Like school sets us up for Mm -hmm. life. It sets us up for who we are. And so, yeah, those two things. 
the reason I started We Teach Joy, because I'm like, we've got to bring joy back to this. We've got to bring purpose back. Yeah. And then last one, what's your favorite teaching memory? Oh, okay. Oh, gosh, I got so many. Okay, (laughs) I'll do this one. When I taught in Qatar, um, I taught an all-boys class. So there there was an option to have to teach co-ed classes religiously. Some parents don't believe in their students being co-ed classrooms. So this room ended up being all boys. And they had really horrific, like, punctuation skills and their sentences were incomplete and it was just it was a mess so I created some raps with them and some songs that they would sing back to me and I I really need to put some of them on Instagram because I just had a ball doing those with them and I use them still even with non-second language learners Um, but creating those raps with them and singing with my kids those boys um, I had two principals that were like, mm, I don't know if she's going to make it through this school year. And they came walking down the hallway and heard us singing. And I remember seeing their two faces pop in and they were like, good job, Ashley. And so it was just like, we can do anything in the classroom. We can inspire kids. We can lift them up. We can help them be better sentence writers. And we can do all of that with joy. We really can. How long ago were you teaching in Qatar? Uh, that was six years ago. No, seven years ago. Okay. And then are you in the classroom right now or are you doing We Teach Joy full-time? We Teach Joy full-time. This year I've taken the year off to raise my baby. So I've said I've swapped. I have um, 300 teachers that I support and one student this year. So (laughs) I just swapped the roles. I I really hope to be back in the classroom next year, but this year I've got... Yeah, it's lots of fun being with You're busy. Well, will you tell all the listeners where we can find you? Yes. So you can follow me um, in my personal accounts, anything Ashley O'Gal, O-G-A-L. Or you can follow me on all social media sites for We Teach Joy. Instagram, we are Teach Joy, but every other platform, it's We Teach Joy. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And thank you for the encouragement. I I know that somebody is going to listen to this Mm -hmm. and be reaffirmed in what they're doing and their calling and be encouraged. So thank you so much for your time. Kelly, thanks for all that you're doing. Best of luck in Germany. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. All right, y'all. Ashley brought the word. I feel like I just went to church. I feel so encouraged. I know she threw a lot of Bible verses at us. I wrote them all down. I have them in the show notes. Go check them out. Also, Super weird, maybe a bit creepy. I don't know, but I love that she kept saying my name. I love when people will say my name and she just kept talking to me and like she was, I mean, obviously she was talking to me, we were recording, but it just made me feel so encouraged and it was so personal. And I don't know, I don't know why that is, but it makes me think like, what if our kids would feel that encouraged when we say their name? you know, obviously other than just calling them out because they're not sitting down or they're talking or whatever. But I'm so grateful for the few minutes I got to sit down and chat with Ashley. She really is just so genuine and caring and sweet and she has such a love for God. And I'm so grateful that I know her now and that I get to sit back and watch and see what she continues to do with her ministry. Also, there goes Milo. So if you hear some barking, that's the dog. And I'm sorry. 
I wanna take a second though to remind you about Patreon. I know that I've talked about it a lot, but it's because I think it's a great way to contribute to something that you believe in. There's a few podcasts that I love and I value what they're saying and what they're teaching me and just what I get out of them. So I let them know that by contributing financially to what it is that they're doing. And I would be so honored if you were able to do that for the Simply Teach podcast. As a reminder, you get additional content from me. There's a $2, $5, and $15 tier. In the $5 and $15 tiers, those actually include a one-on-one coaching session with me. I know that as teachers, our money is tight and we hold it closely. And I realize that giving up money like that at one time can be difficult and I totally get it. What I love about this is that you still get a coaching session with me after a couple months of contributing. You're just spreading out the investment, really. Plus, you get additional content from me each month, resource guides, all that good stuff. It's really a win-win for both of us. Plus, I love talking about all things teaching, and I'm over here in Germany with no teacher friends, nobody to talk teaching with, nobody to help with teaching. Well, that's not true. I'm helping you, but you know, one-on-one helping. So I'd love to sit down and talk with you and help you and support you first-year teachers. I'm looking at you. You need help? Let me know. I want to help you. Find out more by visiting patreon.com slash the simply organized teacher. And last thing, I know I say this a lot too, but if you have a minute, will you please head over to iTunes to rate and review the podcast? Basically, the more rate and reviews it gets, the more downloads it gets, the higher it goes up on the list for people to find it. And that's the easiest way you can help the podcast is by telling people how great it is and how much you're learning from it so that other people can find it. Friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simply Teach. Don't forget to head over to the simplyorganizedteacher.com for all of the show notes, links to things we talked about, and you can sign up for my email list there. Also, be sure to find the Facebook group because I want to be your social media friend. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com.